was standing for the Dollar Tree. Such as this, this thing here. All right, I'm excited to have a guest. RTD Live Talk, Detroit's number one late night YouTube talk show. Checking in for a Monday night edition of the People's Talk Show. Running a little bit behind, but I came across some interesting articles that I wanted to share with you guys. So I'll figure now better than never. So hope everyone's doing well. Give it a second. Hopefully more people are notified and able to join in. Definitely would love to connect with as many people as possible. And uh, give it a second before I move forward. And uh, there's lots of things happening right now. And uh, we have a, you know the day after. Uh, all the noise and racket from the situation in China. And as of now, it looks like it did uh, cause a little bit of a stir. Seemed like uh, the CCP backed down uh, some of the restrictions. The markets are in the green. And uh, I guess the West, you know, is on to the next uh, subject matter. But uh, we'll talk on that and a couple other things. And also some interesting developments out of Australia that uh, is set to unfold in the next what, 24, 48 hours in reference to the digital ID system that they are pushing right along. And so I want to touch on that as well as uh, just more information out of Ghana, bartering gold for oil and Zimbabwe, you know, putting in that uh, bid for the bricks and you name it. So lots of stories to touch on more articles than I can actually uh, cover all in one stream. So I'll just skim through them real quickly, share my two cents and uh, of course, get your take. And so if you have not already hit that thumb thumbs up button and uh, let me know where you're watching from. I definitely would love to acknowledge your presence and thank you for being a part of the community. And uh, we'll jump in, man. Uh, so yeah, I should have, I didn't have this pre-planned. So it's more of a last minute, just, you know, click and go. So we'll make the best of it. I hope everyone's doing well. And so, of course, there's I'm sure there are subjects on your mind. So feel free to put them in the chat and uh, we can just touch on them and you can share your two cents on it when the phone lines open up. And uh, we'll see where this uh, live stream takes us this evening. So I want to make sure I encourage everybody, if you haven't already, uh, I'm going to continue to remind people, hit that uh, thumbs up button as well as that bell notification. Hopefully you are notified. And so given the fact that there's about 37 or so thousand people who've pushed that subscribe button over the last eight years, you know, when when a, a video goes live, maybe, you know, one percent, two percent actually get notified. So that's not good averages, but it's what YouTube allows. So uh, if you're catching a replay, uh, hopefully it's worth your, worth your time. Also, make sure you connect with RTD and all the socials uh, listed in the video description so you can stay plugged in. OK, I see a lot of people joining in. Appreciate you. Uh, we got Carlos TB checking in as well. Uh, I'm sure TB you want to touch on the Venezuelan. Uh, situation with the U.S. dialing back some of those restrictions because of the oil. Uh, what else we got here? 12, Ed, Daryl, stock up on food and water now. The riots in China concern me. Uh, yeah, feel free to share your thoughts on that. I shared a little bit last night. And of course, there's many angles we can look at it from. Uh, it does appear to be somewhat of a genuine movement. But then again, where will it take the Chinese people You know, in the midst of a reset? So there was an interesting uh, angle put forth in the uh, telegram chat that uh, someone in the community mentioned that also brings a whole nother uh, way of looking at it into the equation. It has to do with the Western's desire to uh, sway the Asian or Chinese citizens viewpoint 
not just on the communist regime and the CCP, but also in uh, the West's desire to remove Xi uh, from that lifelong position, ultimately, of being the ruler of that land. And, you know, if they can remove Xi somehow, some way from that position of prominence that he's established, then they can derail or slow down that move towards the east, as well as the BRICS, which happens to be primarily led through uh, China's efforts to uh, get away from the Western dollar hegemony. So uh, good, interesting article or an article, but take put out there saying that be careful, be on the lookout for the Western spin on this, saying that it's about Xi Jinping. It's time for Xi to stand down and all that stuff that I'm sure the West will run with, no doubt. And so I wanted to just uh, just basically real quickly just pick up where we kind of left off last night, even though the video uh, got flagged, but it is what it is. Um, I'll touch on it briefly. But then again, just want to share with you what's happening as of right now, because I think the markets is definitely something we can uh, get a get a get a good glimpse as to what's really happening in the region. So as of right now, markets are open in China and everything's in a green. You know, if you look right here. Everything's in a green and looking mighty positive. And so obviously the spillover in the streets uh, has not impacted the markets or there are some uh, extra efforts to make sure the confidence remains in the, in the markets there. And so that's just something that I mentioned about paying attention to last night. So but we are in a green. We're in a green. We're in a clear right now. And so first article here, China eases the C-19 rules after wide protest of lockdowns. And so I'll spare you all the details of this article here, but if you read through it, you just basically get a little bit of glimpse as to what the CCP has decided to crack down on. Basically uh, not being as authoritarian when it comes to those restrictions, as far as allowing people out their house and not, not locking people down inside of their homes and allowing people to, and, and not putting or not welding the door shut on apartment buildings and things like that, as well as I think with the QR code situation, also being a little bit more lenient on that. So that's their way of trying to say, hey, we're going to dial back a little bit, but it looks like they're still going to stick with that zero policy overall. So if this works, it might just lull the Chinese people back to sleep and them thinking that, you know, there's a, a breath of fresh air of freedom. But then again, once they go back in, then the clamps will come back on and they'll go back to their old ways more than likely. So definitely we're going to hear more about this from the Western media. And another uh, interesting angle that was put forth by James Melville, whoever this gentleman is here. Let me see. I just saw this. It says a communications and sponsorship of someone in the UK, but he made an interesting point. This came out yesterday, but he said major media outlets are now giving extensive coverage to the anti-lockdown mass protests in China, but they turned a blind eye when massive protests against lockdowns occurred in many other countries around the world. The hypocrisy is off the scale. And so this plays into what I mentioned yesterday, how the West was just running with this on every single media channel, just because it plays into an agenda that the West wants to oversee. And because the West, Western media more so, is all controlled by the same two or three primary media mogul companies. They can run whatever narrative they want, and people tend to buy into things without questioning much. And so here's uh, just a little something to show you how slanted and how biased the media is in promoting their own propaganda. So here are all the uh, protests and lockdowns from Canada to all of Europe and everything like that throughout the last two years that was just completely dead silent 
throughout the media over the last two years. So he also said for two years, media outlets almost completely ignored mass protests against lockdowns and those health passports in Western countries. Yet they are now reporting the mass protests in China on the same issues. <laughs> and so it doesn't surprise me one bit, but it's all about an agenda. So everything we're hearing out of China, of course, will be spun to us with an agenda. A hundred percent. OK, so while I'm still at it, uh, here is an interesting development that came across my airways today within the last hour or two. And that's kind of why I was late because I was reading through this article here. But this is very telling in reference to the current status of the reset and throughout different pockets of the planet. And in particular, all of the former or I say former, but, you know, a lot of the former commonwealths of the monarchy of Britain are the ones that seem to be going hand in hand with uh, the Klaus Schwab World Economic Forum agenda. And of course, the European Union and the EU, they appear to be the test bed for a lot of the policies that's coming out of the Great Reset agenda. But, you know, between Ukraine right now being the primary test subject, they already have the, you know, the, 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 the digital ID stuff and all the digital passport crap, but they already have all that stuff there. And so Australia, of course, we've been covering Australia for quite some time in reference to how they have also been very uh, authoritative when it comes to overstepping their boundaries over their own people. And here is no different. And so here's something that I think you might not hear much about, but it says ATOs, directory ID system deadline looms with more than 1 million people facing $13,000 fines. And so just a little quick snippet, I can highlight a lot of things I'm not going to go through, but it says there are concerns that up to 1 million Australians are in the dark about a looming tax office requirement or know about it or are putting off the administrative headache with just a week until it becomes law. So this was last week, but as of this end of this month here, this law apparently kicks in. So ultimately it attacks all small businesses and smaller corporations. And it's forcing the people in the uh, executive role, i.e. the directors, to have to comply with this digital ID format or face the brisk of being fined. And this is just one of the door openers, I think, to get into Main Street, because all of these smaller businesses, for the most part, are the primary employers of majority of probably Australian people. And so to start at the top of the pyramid with the directors and executives and work its way on down throughout the rest of the company to where if you don't sign up, then you'll get fined. And a $13,000 fine is probably just the first tier. And then it probably gets worse from there. But it's still a developing story. But it says Australian tax office is making so-called director IDs mandatory for every person covered by the Corporations Act by November 30th. People do not sign up by the deadline could face fines up to 13000 each as well as be deemed ineligible to run a company says the abc revealed in early november that half of australians estimated 2.5 million directors had not been issued a director id as of yet and then it talks about here the ato australian tax office whatever it says a scheme is being implemented by the australian business registry services which is a unit within the ato and the primary says applications can be made online through the post or on phone. It requires somebody to show proof of their identity and fill out forms. Reason is they're trying to say that 
because of you know, so many, so much crime, corporate crime and all types of things, people starting companies, putting uh, assets in other people's names. And it leads to all these problems is how they're trying to sell it. And they're using a couple of sad stories in here. But ultimately, we know that digital identification uh, and more advanced form is what this is going to lead to. And last couple of things here, it says ATO has seen a rise in number of people applying for the IDs on Monday. Last week, a record 28,000 people applied for one in a day. Despite the surge, fewer than 1.5 million of the estimated 2.5 million Australian directors eligible have signed up as of now. Then it goes on and gives some sad stories. But here's just an interesting story that they're using to, to, to try to promote this whole agenda. It says Rod didn't know he was the, the director of 26 companies until ABC told him instead a bizarre hidden tax scam. So apparently people are using this guy's name and putting him on the books. As This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Being a part of corporations while he knew nothing about it. So this is how they're selling the whole ID situation, trying to prevent fraud. fraud. And so it says dummy directors can also allow phoenixing when a company rises from the ashes of no, of another, it says costing the nation's economy between 2.9 billion and 5.1 billion annually. So, yeah, it, it's this is just a way that they're using this to promote their own agenda of implementing the director ID system, which will definitely work workers way on down beyond the director level to the employee level. And then then what hook, line and sink. So that's uh, going to be a very interesting story, to say the least. OK, on another note, uh, here is just a, a clip that I'll probably I'll play it more. But I'm really starting to and I've always been skeptical or concerned in reference to the agenda that's unfolding right now. Not many people are talking about it from that particular angle. And the angle I'm referring to is how Elon Musk uh, people are looking at him as a savior of social media and freedom of speech and all this stuff like that. But to me, and the more I look into it, it just becomes more obvious how much of a puppet as well as a, you know, his motives. I've always questioned his motives and what he's doing with Twitter, because Twitter, along with him, is the primary focal point for the United States government in reference to the threat of, quote unquote, national security and all that other stuff. But this little video clip here, I'll just play the first minute because uh, the, the way that the reporters set this up is just so obvious to me, but I'll let you guys hear it as well. Listen to this one. Moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about the, you know, Elon Musk says there's more and more uh, subscribers coming online. Are you concerned about that? And what tools do you have? Who is it at the White House that is really keeping track of this? So look, this is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we. All right, stop it there. 
So this lady is basically just trying to ask a bogus question, saying that, you know, Twitter is growing. Elon Musk, is it of a concern to you? What are you guys doing about it? Do you have any tools? And then, of course, she says, we're keeping a close eye on it. And so once again, social media is the primary mechanism people use in this country to let their voice be heard, such as what I'm doing now, using a talk show to let my voice be heard and to share opinions and thoughts and question the mainstream narrative. Twitter happens to be the biggest one in the U.S. as of now, for the most part. And so Elon Musk has come in as a so-called savior, but I believe he is literally playing right into the hands of his operatives and setting people up and making them think that freedom comes through freedom of speech comes through these platforms without any consequences or regulations of any kind. And so my whole point of this was there's two areas that I'm really concerned about now. Crypto space, which is a great digital distraction in the midst of this reset in reference to money, social media, as well as all the other digital platforms that have been used as software as service options for people, it's going to end up falling into the freedom of speech category. So we got the financial cryptos. We got freedom of speech when it comes to social media. Both of those things, the government will love to take out. SBF, Sam Bankman Freed or Scam, Scam Bankman Freed and FTX will be the primary tool that the government used to crack down in a way that they were waiting to happen and it's no coincidence that all this blew up and here we are now so they're going to they're going to deal with the crypto space pretty soon and it's not going to end the way that all the people thought that it would freeing them from the system and then here we have elon musk and so the reason i thought i would just mention this i'm ranting a little bit but bear with me uh just there was literally a tweet i just shared and so this is another thing that would definitely catch people's attention because it's a setup in my opinion so here we got a tweet from FX Hedge, literally 825. It says Twitter is reinstating roughly 62,000 accounts that were suspended. How timely is that when there's so much focus on social media with freedom and quote unquote, like the lady said, misinformation, which is what they're trying to use to say whatever. With 62,000 accounts that were obviously flagged for some... So obviously a far left, deep state type of, you know, way truth tellers, ultimately speaking, people who question the narrative. You bring them people back on wholeheartedly, which I would assume there might be the Alex Jones is in there and all the other people who are speaking truth. And then some, of course, are a little bit radical, maybe. But regardless, people will follow them and they're probably going to grow. And it gives the government a very good position to say things are getting out of control. We need to come in and somehow regulate this. And then, of course, it's going to go before the government and some type of uh, move to censor free speech, saying that free speech has limits and that we need to address this and do away with this. And so there you have it. The two primary areas that technology has helped benefit humanity, cryptos on the one side and then social media on the other side will before will be before our government and heading into next year, two years from now, it won't be as free or as fun as people thought they were or should have been just because we're being set up and the reset moves on. Okay. All right. Uh, let me, uh, da, 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 what else? I have? Okay. I got a couple articles here real quick. Let me get to some other headlines, man. I got more stories than I can get to. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just thumb through the headlines real quick. Here's an interesting article. Just more evidence that the world economic reform is still getting their agenda across the Netherlands to close up to 3000 farms to comply with EU rules it says government tries to cut down on nitrogen pollution in a move set to reignite tensions with farmers who says that uh, industry is uh, under unfairly targeted. 
3,000 farmers gone. Yeah, that's a clause agenda right there. On another note here, this is very interesting. Ghana in talks with Dubai oil refiner to barter gold for fuel. And so I highlight a lot of things in here, but I'll just, so it's a tentative agreement as of right now with Dubai based oil firm. And it says Ghana is struggling to stabilize the economy and sees the barter system as a way to stem slide in the CD. Go on down here. It says Ghana spends about 10 billion annual imports. The government expects barring gold for refined crude will help it rebuild gross international reserves. And so international reserves, what is that probably talking about? Oh, their lack of dollars that they need to somehow substitute because they're basically you know, losing out over there. What better way to substitute those USD reserves that you are lacking with some US with some alternative reserves from the ground, i.e. in gold? So anyway, it's going to get very interesting. But we got Zimbabwe uh, as well. We got in Zimbabwe making overtures to join the BRICS. So this is nothing new, but they're cranking things up over there. So that leaves, you know, a lot of countries over there expressing interest in getting in that program. So it's going to be interesting 2023 to say the least. And gold will be right in the middle of it. Okay. So we got, uh, it was about 20 minutes and two. So let me, we'll get in the phone lines real quick. So before I do that, let me make sure I, for those who might be new, if you haven't hit the thumbs up button, want to make sure I put forth opportunities before you, it is Cyber Monday. So for those who want to get their weight up, I got my people at Boyer Max still trying to put weight in your hands as well as my people at Patriot uh, for Patriot. So share this little one minute clip here and then we'll get into the phone call. So have your questions ready and give me a call. Here's a great opportunity for you to get your weight up. Let's face it, our purchasing power and our currency has been destroyed in real time. That's why I'm excited to tell you about my partnership with Bullion Max. Bullion Max will ship gold and silver directly to your door for you to hold at your home or in your own safe. To help you get started, I worked out a special offer with them. Get Bullion Max Silver Starter Kit at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com RTD. This kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including the American Silver Eagle and the Silver Australian Kangaroo. This offer is limited to one per household while supplies last, so get yours today and take advantage of this opportunity to get your weight up. Now, you can't just stop at getting your weight up. You also got to get your calories up because definitely a food shortage is underway between droughts, flooding, and all the climate issues being thrown our way. America's food supply is near its breaking point. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling four Patriots survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking about 25-year super survival food, hand-packed right in the family-owned facility in the USA. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners. Go to 4Patriots.com forward slash RTD to get your three-month survival kit. You'll get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus 10 free gifts and free shipping. To take advantage of this opportunity, go to 4Patriots.com forward slash RTD to build your own stockpile today. Because beyond the weight, you're going to need your calories as well. Links in the description. All right, my good people. Uh, let's talk. Give me a phone. Give me a call, rather. Phone lines are open. Uh, we'll go for a couple minutes. Definitely want to hear from you guys. Uh, different angles on different subjects. Feel free to bring it to the table. This is your time to let your voice be heard. So, or highlight out there uh, at Rethinking a Dollar. And I will share my two cents on the issue at hand. And uh, let's get some calls in real quick. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Hey, Mike. It's Mike from Portland, California. Mike, what's going on, my friend? What's on your mind? Uh, Elon, you know, uh, how do you implement the one world currency? Starlink, 
that's the answer right there, Mike. So Starlink. That's how he's involved with this. Okay, so Starlink. You got to have a digital ID. You got to have a digital currency. Somehow you have to have internet access without without delay wherever you are, right? That's very true. So, Wi-Fi is kind of shoddy some places. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. And so Starlink will be utilized with along along with the digital ID. You know, was what'll be will Twitter actually be utilized as a part of that, or or are they gonna so, leave it to the governments or what? Or we'll work hand in hand. What look, do you think? Look, look at uh, look at his comments on WeChat. On oh yeah, that. yeah. Because he he even goes and says that we need something like that in the states, and that's what he's building. It's exactly what he's building. But the the fact that he's got the satellites up in the sky means that it can be a worldwide digital currency could be used in bum uh you know <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the woods in the middle of the desert don't matter where you are you'll get you'll get your transaction through because as long as you got power yeah good point well hey i, I once again i've always been uh, critical or suspect of elon musk and his agenda knowing how he got to this point of power in the first place so I don't doubt it one bit, and we'll have to, I guess, wait and see how it unfolds. But you know, the, people think he's here to save the day. Uh, and with the company that didn't turn a profit until like two years ago, right? <laughs> right, not by question. <laughs> you don't, you don't, your doors don't remain open this long by accident. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah it's successful, right? You know. <laughs> hey, hey, man, appreciate your call, uh, my friend. Hey, yeah, keep your weight up, right? For sure, one hundred percent. Be good. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk, Starlink, you know, you put all those government sponsored companies together and it points to uh, it, it points to some very nefarious, sinister uh, things going on with uh, between him and the government and the powers that be, whoever they are. <laughs> but it uh, doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, and also him talking about him being threatened by Apple to remove Twitter app and him coming out with his own phone. Yeah, I yeah, I, I got to see it to believe it. Um, persistence of resistance says Starlink also provides internet to third world countries who can now join a global market. Very true. <laughs> and outside of Starlink, I, I've seen some videos of people trying to use it. I, I really, you know, apart from it being something that is stable and reliable thus far, it's still in version one. So I wouldn't, you know, hang all my high horses on it, saying that it's going to be a technology that's going to really, you know, really see this whole transition into digital stuff all the way through without some hiccups. But who knows? Hello, Carl. Which name are you calling from? One second. Sorry about that. Give you what's your name again? Give me a call. Oh, I'm sorry. What's your name? Alan. Alan. I'm calling from uh, Canada. Alan from Canada. What's on your mind, my friend? Give me a quick thought. Yeah, man, for sure. So uh, my thoughts on uh, Elon Musk. Uh, I think the guy. I don't like to use this word because everybody kind of using it, but he's kind of like controlled opposition, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. like. Um, it's just like how Donald Trump is. Um, there's always got to be someone that is going to be the face of like hmm. the freedom movement in a way. And I think that the people behind the scenes want to control that aspect. They want to control who's going to be like um, leading that charge. And the same way, they are controlling the. Um, people's opinion they're controlling their emotions and i feel that that's what they're doing with that uh, elon Musk. Uh, and i don't trust the guy the amount of time that this guy lied and whatever and again like i'm not i'm not uh i'm not a smart intelligent person and whatever i'm not trying to say that you know i know exactly what's going on but i just you know to be a skeptic you have to kind of like not always just you know agree with 
whatever is being presented in front of you, you have to kind of have like a, a second eye and just question everything, right? Right. Um, but that's my thought. But my question in regards to the central bank uh, digital currency mm-hmm. is that, you know, since we hearing a lot about that, how exactly is it going to unfold for uh, for the people, because it's like you have the dollar. The dollar is still the uh, number one reserve currency. Mm-hmm. And um, in the future, how is that going to? People talking about the central bank digital currency going to take control of all of our finances. They're going to have all of our control. How exactly that's going to happen if we still have all these other currencies? Do all these other currencies have to collapse first? Is what we are seeing with the economy and how it's going into a recession right now. Do all the other currencies have to collapse? and then the government's going to come along and say, hey, everybody, we have this uh, central bank digital currency here. Uh, we call it whatever it is, and people have to be forced to go and, uh, you know, transact with that. Yeah, so as of now, it looks like all, you know, I think about over 80, over 80 countries right now have all, they all have CBDC pilots going. And so I think three or four are active right now, give or take, but they're all working on it in unison, trying to get, I, I believe, trying to get the actual pilot programs operational probably through their own banking, commercial banking sectors ready for domestic whole, uh, retail use for the people. And so when the, when their economies crash, they'll have these emergency, you know, measurements to be rolled be able to roll out to the people that are desperate and probably willing to take whatever, if, if depending on what situation they're in, just because they're, if you, if all the bank accounts for those who have bank accounts, if those funds are gone, your cash, you don't, you know, most people don't have cash on them anyway. So you're already a scarcity when it comes to that. So it makes it easier for them to roll out these these currencies, CBDC, different currencies, however they're going to do it. And then of course, at some point they're all going to be interoperable. So every bank or every country can connect with other countries to do, you know, trade and things of that nature through the, whether XRP payment system or whatever they kind of, whatever they worked on up until this point. And it'll be something that will be a version one, but it'll, it would develop throughout the years into whatever they want to be ultimately leading towards that one world currency type of thing that this is all heading towards sometime in the future. So, you know, this has been a part of a long plan from a for from a long time ago. Yeah, of course. So, do you think that we are close to that point where where um, where this uh, central bank digital currency is going to be rolled out, or do you think it's still going to be like a long period? No, I think it's going to be a long period, and I think uh, it's a possibility that it may not roll out as smooth as they want it to, and so it could possibly fail. And there's also the the probability that some of this decentralized, you know, cryptocurrency stuff might be a viable option for some, depending on where you're at in the world. But then again, that's why I always say, you know, gold and silver for barterability, as well as actual fiat paper, USD will still spend just because people will always recognize these green papers for now uh, as having some form of value. So uh, I think the CBDC is a trial and error. I don't think they have all this together. I think they're scrambling right now. So there's no guarantees for that. But I know what they're trying to work towards. So that's why, you know, it won't be a smooth process. It won't be till 2030 ish, in my opinion, before things look a lot more clearer as to how the world will uh, handle finances and, you know, money and things of that nature. But right now, everything's a part of experiment, man. But hey, I appreciate you okay. calling, my friend. Okay. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I yep. appreciate it, Mike. Yes, of course. Hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Hey Mike, low blood pressure, corpus Christi. How, how you doing, man? It was doing, it was good, man. How's yours? 
Good, good. You know, I ate too much of that sweet potatoes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. What else is going on with you? Nothing, my nothing. What the hell's going on in China, Mike? I think it's some kind of a psyop. I don't think it's COVID lockdown. Those people are mad about something else. <laughs> uh, they ha they've had a lot of problems over there, man. Like that whole digital surveillance state they live under where, you know, you got to have permission to go places. You, they got that QR code system fully operational and they use you know, all digital currency. A lot of cash isn't circulating no more. So, you know, those people are used to that stuff, but, you know, still of concern to me, man. I think, I think, you know, their economy is crashing. I think that's, a, I think they're having probably bank runs and, and limitations on the withdrawals, but yeah. who knows, Mike? I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Right. It's hard. It's hard to really, I guess, put the pieces of the puzzle together, especially if you're not over there. But there's a lot of people out there doing good work as far as trying to, you know, put pieces of the puzzle together to make help it make sense. But it's really it's really not easy, man. It's a hard job, man. I must admit. <laughs> look, look, Mike, when 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 the disease came in China, it only took two months to all hell break loose. I think those those that, that unrest over there is coming this way, maybe in a few weeks or maybe a month. Uh, I think, to, I mean, like, once again, I remember last year we were talking about, you know, events as they were unfolding. There was social unrest in this country, that country. And whereas I was remember, I remember saying, you know, be on the lookout. But, you know, 2022 comes spring, summer. We had uh, it was whatever major events they were were leading to the possibility. Of, I think it was you know, food issues or something like that. So I know we've been mentioning that for quite some time now. Haven't seen nothing. Not saying it's not on, on not on a table, but. As far as timing of anything, man, it's hard to really, you know, guess or yeah. so you, you never know. And that's why I try to stay away from times and dates and just, you know, enjoy the, enjoy the day for what it is, man. <laughs> I hear you, Mike. But look at all that narrative they're pushing. They're pushing all the stock market losses because of China, because of China, because of China. Yeah. Every channel and every news article is blaming China. Yeah, and it's once again it's Western led, so they have an agenda behind that. I talked about that a little earlier as to how that they're very picky with the information they want to push to their own people. Every government is lying to their people in real time. It's just about what and how it benefits them, so it keeps them in power rather than having people look inward to their own damn government because that's their ultimate problem. You know what I'm saying? Our government, government, we have a government crisis globally and. Every no matter what country you're in, because your government damn near cor is corrupt and yeah, needs to go. <sighs> yeah. Oh man. Wait, real quick, Mike. Yeah. I, got, I got my weight up. I got ten kilos today, Mike. I ordered ten kilos of uh, Cyber Monday. Woo, <laughs> Let me guess. Let me guess. You charged it up, huh? You charged it up, huh? A credit card, of course, Mike. Of course, <laughs> credit card all the way, baby. You know, I went. I went to SD Bullion, uh -huh. but but by the time I got home, because I had my credit cards, I got them all locked up. You know, I'm buried like <laughs> ten feet on the ground. You gotta hide your damn credit cards from yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I had to dig it up, you know, to get the. I have the number, but I didn't have the CBS code or whatever you know, that thing in the back. Yeah. Well, anyways, when when I got home, uh, they sold out, man. Uh, SD Bullion sold out. They were selling them for one seventy nine over spot, you uh -huh. know. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I had to go at max, you know. I had to go at max one ninety nine over spot, but it's okay. Hey, as long as you got it, man. But appreciate you calling, man. Good to hear your voice, man. All right, Mike. All right. Be good. Um. Yeah. Uh, so, so I want to, so I, there's all types of subjects, man. Like, and that's why the talk show, I try to keep it. Uh, let me see here. But there was, let me see here. There was, man, just, 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm, I keep my eye on a lot of subjects. And one of the things that caught my attention in the sports realm that it just is a really freak, you know, I said freak me out, but it just it had my, my senses going all throughout the day. But anyway, I put it on a telegram and real quick, I'm getting called, I'm missing calls, but I got to get this ran out real quick. Um, but here is something that really had me thinking because it just it got me had, had me going down all kinds of rabbit holes, <laughs> rabbit trails. But last night here in Detroit, Cleveland Cavaliers pay, played uh, the Pistons and CD uh, Osman uh, took a shot in the fourth quarter and he was bleeding yellow blood. And so that to me is just that's not normal. It's not natural. But then again, I did find out that there is a rare, very, very, very rare uh, case where it's called golden blood, where apparently it's one in how many ever hundred million type of people who actually have yellow blood. But then again, I, I don't really think that's the case for him, but it could be. Who knows? But anyway, there's a live footage of this event. And as you guys see on the screen here, this guy is literally got hit in the nose. And it's yellow. And then one of the players on the floor was like, you know, man, what the hell? What the F? This guy got yellow blood. So anyway, just got me thinking, man, about, you know, the state of the world just from the health side and the dangers that lurk out there that we're not even aware of. We know about the obvious. We know about the things that's trending. We know about the the doctors that are have, have been outspoken, speaking truth about what's going on. And they've been censored, yada, yada, yada. We know about the side effects and early departures from people in all walks of life. We don't know the numbers. We know how bad it is. But my thought was after this was how many people who might have something internally that has already transitioned them. And then we know the ultimate agenda behind everything that's happening with this health situation. Then I came across uh, an old economist cover. And for those who've been around, you know, I love my economist covers. But here is one from 1992. And if I'm, it says April 25th, if I'm not mistaken, May, April 25th through May 1st, 1992. And this is the Economist cover. And here you see what you see on the screen here. It's pretty much self-explanatory as to, you know, what is with the syringe and the whole objective for this cover. And then you see the DNA helix in the middle. And yeah, it just speaks for itself. And I'm thinking like, the Economist cover, if you want to know the future that they're trying to create for humanity, just go look at the Economist covers because everything we're experiencing now was written about and planned decades ago. And so this was in 1992. And of course, there is all types of patents and things of that nature about who's behind it. Rothschilds have a patent for C-19. OK, so it's out there. It's just not conspiratorial right now, but. Anyway, you guys get my drift. So that was just some things that really had me spooked. So I'm thinking like this definitely should cause people to question and wonder uh, what's really going on here. And I would imagine if it, as his teammates, you know, like or him, he himself, like I assume you don't know, be walking around with yellow blood, not to, not knowing what's going on inside your body. And so imagine how many other people out there who haven't actually fall fallen victim to the health situation yet, but they're just walking you know, walking, I want to, I ain't gonna say walking dead, but you know, life is in the blood. And if your blood ain't normal, then are you really you, you know what I'm saying? Are you, have you already been transformed? And we know the transhumanism movement and stuff like that. So those are things that really, I, 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 I pay attention to more than anything else because everything else to me is pretty much old news. But anyway, uh, let's get this last call. Then I'll give it a dial back. 
Uh, let's get this. Hello. Let me see here. Hello, caller. Which name are you calling from? Mike, Tony from Oakland. How you doing, bro? TB, doing good, my man. What's on your mind? I, I'm, I'm going to try to make it quick. <sighs> that was that was uh, mucus out of his nose. Okay, that's a um, lot of mucus, but I'll take it. Yeah, the, 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 there, there are other bones that set back way further than those. Because I watched those, uh, because I would say the same thing. I was <laughs> like, some MD got to explain this to me. <laughs> but it, it was just in the back of back of his, uh, they, they got cartilage back there and, and stuff back there that is uh, yellow like that. <laughs> but it was more of mucus that was in his nose that got hit and just ejected out. Yeah. Um, so so no, no worries. No, no, no aliens yet. <laughs> the, the other thing is Venezuela. You remember how everybody was talking like uh, Maduro was a bad, bad, bad guy. He yeah. was holding the regime down. Yeah. And, and if you go back to where we put on sanctions from Trump, mm-hmm. they were number three in the oil market, and they bumped down to around the number fourteen or fifteen, and their economy was just decimated because that's all they have. Right. Right. And uh, Maduro was like, "Hey, but we were still shipping. We were, we were still getting oil from them. We, we sanctioned them, and because." They make the, the uh, kind of crude oil, which is heavy, mm-hmm. has to be refined. So they bring it here, we refine it, and then ship it back out. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was one of those things where Maduro was like, I'm going to get mine because you guys need you need, you need this oil, you need this money, you need to, yeah, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Just, it's just take time. And he convinced his people and then did the cryptocurrency thing just to try to keep them, you know, at, at ease and at peace that we're going we're gonna to get back in there. Mm-hmm. And finally, the U.S. had to scream mercy. And they, they there's and it's going to open up the whole market down there. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to travel now. Hey, I, I take it. <laughs> You're going to be able to fail it. What, take what it. I wanted to tell you about, which, mm-hmm. which might be a touch touchy subject for some people about i put it in a telegram i don't know if you've seen it um, um what is anybody that is that is on this channel all the research the noahide codes n-o-h-a-i-d-e codes n-o-h-i-d codes okay and that that is something that that is trying to be implemented in the u.n and tw- by 2030 um, and it's not a good thing. It sounds like a good thing mm-hmm. because the, the people that are trying to implement it and then say that everybody's one and we're, we're all in this together and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But they, they, that all goes back to the, the red heifer. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to the war that's coming up with Iran. Mm-hmm. It all goes back to, to, you remember those beheadings that we would see? Where? where they take the sword and, and just chop off a man's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- those, those are legit killings because they are not practicing the Noahide codes from the entity that is actually trying to implement this. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't believe me. Everybody go do your own research. Yeah. But that's what I got out of it. Okay. And they got a new Bible coming for you. They got a new new way of doing things. And the one thing that, that I did notice, there was no mention of Jesus. Oh, I, 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 for more than, I don't know. I haven't dived into it, but I, I guarantee you will be no mention of Jesus whatsoever. That right there just let's sounds not it, too problem. Let me know what you think. All right, sure. I'm not going to hold you. No, but I appreciate that. Thanks for bringing it to our attention, man. Appreciate you. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, be good. Yeah. 
Uh, good stuff, man. Good stuff as always. All right, people. Uh, we about that 40 minute mark and uh, got a lot of things covered, man. And I missed a lot of calls. Forgive me. So I'm trying to be more short and concise with mine and just jam pack as much as we can in just due to the fact that uh, I want people to be able to, if they're catching a restream, actually stick around and not be drawn out with a lot of dead silence of me just ranting. So anyway, trying to get to that 30 minute uh, time frame if I can. But uh, more than enough subjects was covered. Maybe five or six topics worthwhile. We'll keep our eyes on them, watch them unfold. And more, most importantly, pay attention to the mainstream media narrative that they spin on it with them headlines, you know. So now they might say, you know, Maduro is, you know, a good guy, you know, travel to Venezuela opened up, you know, so they're like, oh, really? Okay, what is it? So just everything is everything is propaganda. I mean, everything is an agenda. But then again, it's all distractions and diversion tactics, distracting us from real world issues while they behind the scenes and under the table continue to push forward a reset. Everything has been reset. All this destabilization globally in the monetary system, political system, you name it. It's working towards a restructuring of all society's systems. And as of now, majority of people don't see it as that. So they think that there's, you know, some good actors here, good actors there, and everybody's working on their behalf. No, it's no, no, it's not like that. It's you literally like you and the people who think like you. And of course, backed up by your spiritual foundation. And so uh, grateful preps from New Jersey, man. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for the blessing. All right, people, I'm not going to bore you anymore. It's kind of late and I appreciate you for hanging out with me. If you found any value, hit that thumbs up. Take this video, please share it. Invite family, friends to the community so we can all stay educated and plugged in. And if there's people who don't agree with me, feel free to push back. That's how I learn as well. So just a man with a camera and a mic and an opinion. So I want to definitely hear from you guys. So that's why it's called the People's Talk Show. All right, good people. See you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Hopefully a little earlier, but we'll see. Anyway, be blessed. Peace.